Just because this is how I used to do it doesn't mean this is how I have to still do it. Just because I used to behave in this way doesn't mean I have to continue behaving in this way. Like you get to choose and if you need a permission slip, like here it is. Are people gonna judge you? Yes. Are people gonna treat you differently? Yes. Are people gonna say you've changed? Yes, it's because I have. If you're not changing, you're not growing. So it's okay and you get to choose. You get to decide. And we are back with another episode of Dieting from the Inside Out. If you're new around here, welcome to the show. My name is Jared Hamilton, and I'm super stoked that you're here. I apologize if my uh, voice is a little bit um, not normal. Uh, it is allergy season here in Indiana, and it is in full swing to say the least. So um, we're rocking the deeper voice, we're rocking the puffy eyes, the whole nine yards. But anyway, we're doing this thing. Um, in today's episode, you are going to have a really, really special treat. I am bringing on my friend and best-selling author, Tony. Here's what's funny is I was actually on Tony's podcast, Tips with Tony, um, like last week, week before when we recorded it. And uh, I knew I had to bring her on here and show to introduce her to you guys and her content and her book and all that stuff. Um, and I know you're going to love it. I know you're going to get a lot out of it. So um, Tony is is the author of the best sell one of the is a best-selling author of a book called Once Upon a Diet. And it is, uh, it's really cool. We talk about it a lot in the episode. I won't give away all the, all the nuggets here. But at the end of the day, the, this whole episode is about st- being able to step away and get out of the trap of diet culture, being constantly and perpetually in that state of it's never good enough. I've always got to be losing more weight. But if that's all you've ever known, the hard part is getting out of that. You, you see what I mean? So that's what we're going to get into today is all the nuts and bolts around that, how to get out of it, how to change your entire relationship with diet and exercise, how to change your relationship with food and yourself. And at the end of the day, basically get away from this almost like kind of the way Tony talks about it, like with people have this toxic relationship with like it with people, right? Like the narcissistic ex-boyfriend or always going back to the old, the old, the old partner and all that kind of stuff. And how a lot of times people have that relationship with with their diets and things like that. So it was a really great episode. I know you're going to get a lot out of it. So be sure and stick around for all of it. We're getting ready to go, uh, to go into it right now. But before we do big, uh, thank you to the sponsors of the show, huge sponsor to flex pro or the huge. Thank you to our first sponsor flex pro meals. Sorry. Words are hard apparently today. Um, you guys know at the end of the day, we, I talk about it a lot. If you're struggling right now with be, be, keeping your, your food in check, keeping your meals in check, and this whole nutrition game being convenient for you, you may consider looking at something like Flex Pro Meals or something that makes this side just easier and less friction and it just has a lot of less friction for you. Because at the end of the day, if you're like if you're like me or in like a lot of the clients that we work with, your schedule's all over the place. You're you're running around, your, your, your schedule changes on a moment's notice. Things are all over over the place. You find yourself in drive-thrus or stopping to the gas station a lot, which means you're going to end up eating way more calories with being extremely less satisfied and feel like shit. And then all of a sudden you'll feel like I'm doing everything right, but I'm not losing weight because of that kind of stuff. The thing is Flex Pro Meals fixes this problem really, really well because they ship meals straight to your house. It's just the same price or even a little bit cheaper than what you would pay going through a drive-thru. Uh, every time I've popped through the Chipotle, I'm like, how is this $16 a person? <laughs> so um, it's it's super helpful. And then uh, everything's dialed in. You know what the exact macros are. You know what the exact calories are. They taste really, really good, better than what you're going to get at a drive-thru or, or making yourself. But at the end of the day, if if what you're doing isn't convenient, you may need to look at something that is more convenient and more doable in your crazy life, or at least to have on deck. So that's the way I view it. Um, if you want to look into that, see what they got going on, either hit the link below or go to flexpromeals.com. Um, and I like to save people some money when I can. So use my code Hamilton trained and it will save you 20%, which is pretty dope. 
Next, huge sponsor, or man, I cannot talk today. Huge thank you to the second sponsor of the show. First form, I've got on one of their hoodies again. This is one of my favorite hoodies, ironically. Um, just kind of along the lines of the Flex Pro conversation, guys. It, when it comes to so, these areas, if you are not getting what you need with what you're doing, you need to supplement it to get what you need. At the end of the day, do we all need supplements? Probably not because of food and things like that. But if you're not getting what you need from food, if you're not getting enough protein in, if your inflammation's high because you're not taking in enough, enough omegas, if you are not eating all like five or five to seven servings of fruits and vegetables every day, you probably could benefit from a, a multivitamin or a greens powder or something like that. Because um, at the end of the day, yes, food is what matters most and supplements are just that to supplement. But if you are not getting what you need and it is impeding your results, impeding your energy, how you feel, all those things, then we have to fix that. Otherwise, you're going to take longer to get to where you want to be. And in the world of supplements, it's really unregulated. There's a million things out there. And the last thing I want you to do is go to just hop online, go to Amazon, find what's cheapest and tastefully shitty and hope for the best because nine times out of 10, you're not going to get what you need. It's not the best quality. The label's not going to be accurate, maybe not even safe. Um, there's a lot of bullshit. So that's the thing I love about first form is I know they're tested. I know they're tried. I know they're true. And I know they've, they've stood the test of time and you know, everything about them. They're fully transparent. Everything's third-party tested, um, have their actual brick and mortar. That's ungodly huge. I'm actually going to be going out there, um, here in like a month, which is pretty cool. So, um, yeah, that's what I want to do. I, that's why I locked arms with them because I want to make sure that you are getting, the best products possible and that your money when you're going to spend it on stuff like this is going to things that's actually going to help you. That's what I want. So um, be sure to use the link below if you want to go look and see what they've got going on or if you want to go upgrade any of your stuff. Um, full, and that's, that, that's my link below. So when you use that, it does support me and I really, really appreciate it. I don't take it lightly. Um, but yeah, that's it for the sponsor section of the show. Let's get into to the actual interview with Tony. Um, I will talk to you in just a second. Cool. Well, I appreciate you you hopping on doing this. Now, in case my audience doesn't know who you are, give a little bit of your story and, and whatnot, because uh, I want to get I know what I want to get into and talk a little about. And you don't even know what I want to talk about, which is the magic, because I think that's the cool part of podcasting. Um, yeah. But what, sure. tell a little bit about your story and what's going on, what, what like your stuff is. Yeah. Well, there's there's so many parts, like all stories. Right. But I feel like many of our stories start in childhood. And that's definitely where mine began. Um, I grew up overweight, very insecure about my weight. I was teased about my weight both at school and at home, and I was made to feel less than pretty early on. And so the obvious solution for my brain was, oh, lose weight, and then you'll be worthy of love and acceptance, and all your problems will go away. So I would, I had this big pursuit of weight loss, it's sad to say, but as early as the age of nine is where I really started to think of like, oh, well, if I don't eat that, I'll get praised for it. And if I exercise and I, you know, I was doing, um, I talk about it in my book, Once Upon a Diet, I was dancing That's what to, we're going to get into after this. So. <laughs> I, I'm excited. I'm excited. So uh, Barbie's dance workout, you can, you should YouTube it. It's really worth it. And uh, I used to do it for fun. And then I remember I went to, I would spend my summers in Florida with my grandparents and my grandmother, she would be the one who would like puff her cheeks out at the table if I would like reach for too much food. So I kind of was like, well, this is, you know what, like that, that was the moment where my Barbie's dance workouts that were all fun became like, I did them on repeat. Cause I was like, well, I just gotta like, you know, make room for food and all that stuff. And so um, I was always very active because even though I was always in a bigger body, I played basketball, volleyball. I did shot put and discus as I got older. And I was pretty athletic, just overweight. Um, and so 
then my workouts became like I would come home from basketball tryouts and like exercise more. And then it became like I would tell my mom, she only want I only wanted to eat vegetables for dinner. Um, I would try not, I would only eat like an orange the whole day at school, but then I was noticing like my energy levels were really low and I couldn't focus. I, basically, long story short, I went, I thought that, that, you know, you hear, you know, eat as little as possible, exercise as much as possible. And that's how you're going to lose weight. Like I thought that that was going to be the answer, but I learned that restriction wasn't the answer is actually part of the problem because I was binging every weekend. I was, you know, struggling with being consistent And I was also focused on a lot of the wrong things. Like I was just waiting for the scale to move and I was consistently disappointed. And so that went on for a really long time, actually. Even when I decided I wanted to go to school to become a registered dietitian, the more I learned about nutrition in college, unfortunately, just the more obsessed I became. So I I traded the, you know, calories in, calories out, extreme mentality to uh, well, a nutrition obsession, like, like basically a uh, mentality where it was like, I only allowed to eat what I considered quote unquote healthy. Um, there was no balance whatsoever. Um, and it was just a vicious cycle. So really long story. Um, the short of it is eventually I, I actually stopped looking at how food made me look and instead started focusing on how food made me feel. And that's when I found balance in my eating habits. And that's what we teach women to do today. Um, so it's, you know, I've definitely grown and expanded and changed throughout the years, but our main mission is just to help people find a true balance and, and really define what health actually means to them, both incorporating your mental and physical health and well-being, um, and just living a life that they enjoy, which means including foods that they enjoy in a balanced way. I love all that. That's so big. I love the part, especially, um, my last guest on this past week's episode was talking about it where, and I think most people need to make the switch leaning towards intrinsic, not just extrinsic goals, right? It's easy to just be like, I want to lose the weight. I want to fit in the clothes, whatever. And that's, and, and like, I think you and I are in the same camp where like, that's not does it's not all bad, but it, we can't just make it only about 30 pounds and nothing else. Um, or if it's like, uh, well, depending on what the scale says, depends if I go and show up for myself today or not. So I think like when you, especially where you're like looking, think about how food makes me feel and that side of th- stuff switching, or at least adding in intrinsic sides of things is massively important. Yeah, I I really do believe that that has to be your main focus because otherwise you're setting yourself up for disappointment. It's okay to have a weight loss goal or a fat loss goal or an aesthetic goal. It's okay to have those goals. I do believe in body autonomy. Like you, it's your body and you only get one and you get to choose how you want to live it and what you want to do with it. However, we also need to think about like if we didn't grow up in a world and in a society that was constantly telling our, telling us to change ourselves and we weren't consistently marketed at that we're not enough, like would we want to be pursuing this external goal so aggressively and so like almost like nothing else matters, right? And I think if we are really honest with ourselves and we really start to change the narrative and we understand where this whole idea came from, we can then start to see that actually that isn't the most important thing. And ironically, when I focus on the internal stuff, like, and the the healthy things like energy, uh, uh, normal bowel movements, um, (laughs) you know, getting good sleep, like the things that we know are actually like actually good for us, you know, 
those ironically then tend to lead to when we look at ourselves in the mirror, we actually are like, huh, I'm kind of proud of myself. Like, oh, wow, I actually look pretty good today. Like, you're not going to have positive body image all the time, like whatever. But you probably, the more you work on yourself, the more you are committed to kind of those healthy habits versus like those very extreme sort of um, behaviors and goals, you actually start to gain a little bit of self-confidence and your body image usually improves as a result. Yeah. I mean, I think people forget also that intrinsic leads to extrinsic or, you know, it's exactly. not always the other way around. Cause I, I'm, I'm curious if you guys, if you ever find this with your guys' clients, I find it with ours. Um, cause a lot of times people will come into our realm from, um, like trying to lose 30 pounds, wants to do it. Uh, they've always done the, the crazy trendy stuff, the normal diet culture bullshit. Well, we stop all of that in our stuff and getting people to do inner work and all the stuff that we're talking about right now. And a really big amount of our people will come in and they'll start doing the inner work and all that stuff. Cause that's like the gateway. It's all right. Jared won't let me lose weight until I do this the right way or whatever. (laughs) But then, but then by the time they get to the end of it, like, yeah, they've made progress, but then they almost, they're like, I guess I don't need a way as little as I thought, or, you know what? I actually am happy with these areas. It's not like that. They're not that they're settling by any means. I don't want anyone listening to take that on a context, but the thought of like, Oh, I guess I don't need to be a size two anymore, or I don't need a way what I weighed in high school. Do you find that happens with your people a lot? Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. Literally like most of the time, because it's really true. And it's not like we're not like tricking you on purpose. We've right. just, it's kind of like we've been there. Like we've been there, we've done that and we've helped thousands of people do it too. So it's kind of just like, but at the same time, I don't believe in robbing people of their process. So actually one of the things I do talk about in my book um, in like Once Upon a Diet is basically how everything has value and, you know, nothing is a waste of your time at least as long as it taught you something, right? If it teaches you something, it wasn't a waste of time. Um, and I, I mean that by like, sometimes like we have to go through it. So I use the analogy of like a, a bad date, right? So you might, if you're single and you know, there's this guy that you've been or girl, whoever you're, you know, into has, who have your eye on and you're like super excited, but then your friend knows this person and is like, hello, like this person is bad news. Like this person (laughs) is not going to be your forever person. Like they're, they're a hit it and quit it type person. And I know you want something long-term, like please just for the love of God, like don't even waste your time. Don't go on the date. Like you're going to be disappointed. Right. And now you can do that. You can take that person's advice and their, their word for it, or you can try it yourself and you're probably nine times out of 10 going to get to that same resolution on your own. I don't care if you decide to go on that route and then get there or if you decide to listen to the friend and then figure it out, right? That's the same thing with dieting. I'm going to tell you right now, Octavia, keto, anything extreme, 75 hard, whatever, all those things that it's like, you know, the extremes, they're not going to work in the long run. But if you need to go through that to learn something, to gain something, to just like see it yourself, have at it. Go for it right? I can't, I can't tell people how to feel. But what we can do is we can guide them. And we could often too, because if you tell someone they can't do something or they shouldn't do something, it's like a kid lights up. It's like, oh, I now have to do it. Right. So I usually go with like, kind of like a more, okay, let, let's, let's think it through, right? We can do this. We can do that. We likely will end up with this outcome if we go with A and this outcome if we go with B which outcome sounds more exciting to you. And then they usually come to those realizations on their own, sometimes by just talking it out, but then other times I'll let them experiment. I We create that container because I think it's important for them because otherwise they're kind of un- going to always have this like, you know, 
this back, like this in the back of their head, like, hmm, maybe, I, maybe that actually would work. Maybe I really should try it, right? Like, and then they're not going to trust your process, Jared, or my process. And then they're going to be one foot in, one foot out. And then they're not going to make us look pretty good because they're not, they're not going to do the process. They're not <laughs> sure. going to trust the process completely. They're not going to go all into it. So often I usually allow them to kind of explore and experiment. And it's through that process that they actually come to that realization of like, Huh, you know what? Maybe Jared had something to say. Like maybe he was right. Like maybe, maybe maybe Tony knows what she's talking about. Okay, I'm done. Let's do this. Yeah, that's funny. See, usually at least with uh with our people by then, they're like that's when they're signing up for coaching versus like, hey, I'm starting your coaching and I want to do keto. And I'm like, bro, no. Like, yeah, we're not, no, definitely you know not saying? that. I'm very clear with them up front that that like those yeah. extremes are not gonna be our process. But like you mentioned, and I know that you experienced this too, like I'll literally like I'll do so we have our coaches that do the one on one coaching and then I oversee everything and then I'll do like a midway call with them or I'll just like check in on them and then I kind of just see how they're doing. And they'll like nine times out of 10, they'll usually say something to me like, you know, when you told me on our like discovery call that, you know, I wasn't going to care so much about the scale and that that's not really what we focus on. And we're really more so focusing on habits and behaviors. And like, I like kind of like I wanted to believe you but I didn't really believe you and I kind of just agreed so I could just get started because I really <laughs> wanted to change sure. but like they're like and then they usually are like well now I really see it now I really mm. feel it and it's like fair fine cool yep. glad glad you trusted me <laughs> glad you went in and that's just how it has to happen sometimes it's interesting some people's journey to get to that point is so different than others like some people I, I don't get like I think it's crazy some people like especially getting into the ecosystem some people will be signing up for coaching within two weeks of like finding me on Instagram, but there's some people they're like, no, I have to listen to your shit for eight months. Then like, cool. You do you boo, but I'm here regardless, but that's also eight more months. We could have been making progress, you know? Oh, so. a thousand percent. I have people who I've met in person and have been following my things for literal years, mm -hmm. like literally Same. years. And sometimes it's just, you know, they, we say in our head, you know, timing and, and finances and we have all of the reasons, but maybe they just weren't ready. And honestly, I actually used to, like when I first started, you know, coaching, I used to always say like timing and there's never, like really there's never a bad time because it, it always is going to teach you something, right? But like sometimes there really is, like I don't want someone who's half-assed. Like I don't want someone who's like still considering the other things like a little bit more heavily. I want to get the per to the person and it, it sucks because sometimes they do have to go through that to, before they get to us. But I do want that person that's like literally fed up, done. Like they know it doesn't work. They don't need to be convinced it doesn't work. Like they believe they've seen your clients go through things. They've seen, you know, your personal transformation. Like they, they, you, they've seen you show up consistently and, and, you know, they believe in you. That's the type of person that's actually going to get the results that they're looking for. Yeah. I, I, I call the other ones half pregnant. Where it's like obviously yeah. that doesn't that doesn't work, but it a lot. But you're exist. either pregnant yeah. or you're not. But, I, but especially inside coaching and people who are coachable or not, when the people that are like, well, they're like, they're like you said, halfway considering, like, oh, maybe I should shortcut it. Um, whatever bullshit. They never work out as well versus the people that are like, if I don't do this, then. I'm literally going to die. I, I I just need to go as much full force in the most sustainable way possible as I can. Um, like it, it, I had, we had a, a lady I was uh, just interviewing um, who went through our program and she literally said, I didn't know this until like after she graduated, but she said, you were, you were my last shot. 
I was literally giving up. And it was like, I've tried everything. Nothing's worked. And you are my last hope. And I was just hoping this was the one. Um, and and it worked. So, like, which, you know, mm-hmm. it's, but some. Uh, and we usually are the last resort. Yeah. Like, you know, I wish it wasn't the case because people could really, like, get to that place of food freedom and the vitality and enjoying life, all of those things that they get after working with us, like they could get that way sooner, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> I had one of, uh, we had a, uh, one of our, our clients, we will do like interviews either uh, on the podcast or in my Facebook group with clients and stuff just to make it more relatable for other people. Cause you know, I don't have ovaries and things like that. So apparently that matters. <laughs> um, but she, she said, you know, this was a lady who Trini dieted for years and she said, it pisses me off that how simple it is now that I get it. It was like 20 years of diet culture and then two months into into coaching, she's crushing it, not binging anymore, losing weight and all this stuff. And she goes, it literally pisses me off how easy this is now that I get it. Like it literally makes me sad how many decades of my life I wasted. But it's just sometimes it has to go like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about your book because I love the idea of it and I love the concept behind it. And I know talking about your book is going to get some really cool conversations going. So talk to us about your book. Yeah. So my book, before it was a book, it was actually a TED Talk. So I did a TED Talk in February 2019. And I had applied to many TED Talks before and I wasn't getting, you know, any like yeses or whatever. And I think because I was just wanting to talk about like healthy habits, like there was nothing like exciting about it. And then I was kind of like separately just frustrated um, because I was very similar to what we were just talking about you know, a lot of the women before they would come and work with us, they would jump from diet to diet, hoping each one was like, quote unquote, the one. And I would get very frustrated because I was like, can't they see like, it's basically the same diet just in another book. Like they're, this is not going to work for them. Like, why does it take so long for them to get to this place of realization? I was like sitting there frustrated. And then I was like, hold on a minute. So number one, speaking to myself, I'm like, Tony, First of all, it took you a long time to get it. So like give them grace. And you have a re- you have a degree in, di- in nutrition and a master's in nutrition and you've been a registered dietitian at that point I think for 5 years. And like it just took you a little bit. Like it took <laughs> time, right? So first of all that. Second, I was like what and also like you you just you're you just got out of another serious relationship. This is your third serious relationship where you basically dated the same guy with a different name and a different face. Three uh... different times. How have, like, and I was like, wait a minute, like, I actually still haven't learned my lesson when it comes to dating and relationships because I, all I thought was important was being in a relationship. Like, many women think all that matters is the number on the scale and that losing the weight. So they don't really reflect on does it actually work? Like, what's the quality of the diet, the quality of the lifestyle? And that's what I was doing. Like, didn't matter the quality of the relationship. Like my whole life, I was told that if I didn't lose the weight, I would never get a boyfriend. So here I was with a boyfriend, check done. Oh my God, how exciting is that? But then like these men would treat me like crap. They weren't, you know, I was taking care of them. Like they were my children. Like there was just so much about it that just was like so inappropriate. And so I started to realize the parallels. And so when I realized like, okay, there's something here, I can do my TED talk on this. I got a yes and I got accepted. I did the, I was preparing for the talk. I was told I only had eight minutes to speak. And it was in that when I was thinking about, I'm like, there's so much more here than just like, you know, they're trying to be like Cinderella stepsisters and like trying to jam their feet into something that doesn't work. Like that's the surface. Like if I go on, I can, I could write a book about this. (laughs) This is, I can write a book. So anyways, um, that's where the book was born. 
And I wrote, it's, it's actually like, I'm really proud of it. It's connected with so many people. Um, it is, you know, obviously talk a little bit more about, I talk a little bit more about my story. I talk about client journeys, but then I give really practical tips and advice. And throughout that, it's helping you to kind of see it in a different light, see it in a different way. So whether you're single or in a relationship, dating, whatever it is, it's really important because basically I help you go through kind of the three different stages. Like before, if you're, um, like, while you're dating or before you're in a relationship, kind of things to look out for, like, will it last past the honeymoon phase, stuff like that. Then like, if you're currently in one, like reflecting, like, do I even like this still? Like, it's okay. You can change. Your partner can change. The relationship can change. That doesn't necessarily mean that you stop, you know, you break up with that person or you end that relationship. Just like, it doesn't necessarily mean that like, you know, maybe foundationally the nutrition things that you're following or the exercise you're following, you know, they once worked, but now they're really not working anymore. That doesn't necessarily mean you give up, but it might mean you need to like redirect. However, it also might be like it has its end point and, it, and it's, you know, it, it gave you what it did. It's not serving you anymore. And like, it's okay to say goodbye to it. Right. And then like the last part as I have people reflect on within the book is like, what lessons did this, what lessons did I learn from this? Like that after the fact, because we need to be, if we really want to change something, right, if we really want a different outcome, we need to be honest with ourselves and we need to take a look at, like for me, I had to look at my partners. I had to look at me, who I was with those partners. I had to look at, like, even with nutrition stuff, like maybe certain recipes I tried were great, but I don't need to follow that whole meal plan, right? Like there's certain things like simply and then like really, you know, in, um, in-depth sort of examples of how we can just do life better and we can live a healthy lifestyle and we can be in a healthy relationship or not healthy and single, whatever we want, happy and single. What At the end of the day, like you get to choose, but I think it's really important to use like the questions that I have you ask yourself within the book, the examples in the book. Um, just, there's just so many things that you can do to break that cycle. I like to call it the, the stepsister cycle, right? Like the Cinderella stepsister, they yep. try to jam their feet into that shoe that clearly doesn't fit. Like we need to break that. And that's like the diet cycle. You can break it and it is possible, but you need to be able to be introspective and honest with yourself and real and raw. And you're going to have to do something different if you want a different result. And that's kind of the summary of the book. I love that so much. It's so good. Yeah, we should uh, definitely we'll put the the link to that book in the um, in the description and stuff, which will be cool. Um, yeah, and and the I think it's interesting. Um, I didn't not as in depth as you just went, but um, a common analogy. Like I, I pride myself on being the king of analogies, um, <laughs> and a common one I give is with diet stuff is relationships, like the toxic boyfriend bullshit, like all the time. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. but I think it's interesting that you talked on like seasons of accepting, um, letting go, and I think that's so powerful because. Like even just client wise, we'll see, um, like if I had a dollar for every time I've heard, oh, I just wish I was the way when I thought I was fat or or they're holding on to when they were in high school or the, um, I was talking with someone the other day that they're, they're holding on to the, the, the one or two times they've lost weight is like, well, I'm just going to go back to that. But then we have to have the conversation of, well, well, it came back then. So maybe we should like maybe divorce that diet because it didn't serve you. It doesn't serve you anymore. Um, or we'll see um, another demographic we get a fair amount of clients from is, let's say, old athletes, um, like whether they were superstar f- soccer players or bodybuilders or physique competitors. Like, well, that chapter of your life is over and we need to not compare. Like, we have to let go of the modalities. I know the only other time we've done fitness is when you were on a stage at 3% body fat, fat with an eating disorder. 
but that can't be your baseline anymore. We have to let go of that or we can let's divorce that, like getting back into relationship uh, analogies. But I think that's, that's a really nice parallel because I think a lot of people get it in the relationship, but then diet culture, they're like, what, how is it? It's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really, it's wild what we allow in our lives mm. and what we do accept. I feel like that's, and that's when I talk about introspection, like those are the types of conversations we need to be having with ourselves continuously and regularly. Just because this is how I used to do it doesn't mean this is how I have to still do it. Just because this is the original career that I chose doesn't mean I have to continue in this career. Just because this is the person that I, you know, thought I was spending the rest of my life with doesn't mean I have to spend my rest of my life with them. You know, just because I used to behave in this way doesn't mean I have to continue behaving in this way. Like you get to choose and, and it, you don't, if you need a permission slip, like here it is. You literally, the only people, yeah. Are people going to judge you? Yes. Are people going to treat you differently? Yes. Are people going to say you've changed? Yes. It's because I have. (laughs) Like if you're not changing, you're not growing. Yeah. So it's okay. And you get to choose, like you get to decide. You know, I, I just recently said, like was came to a realization the other day and I posted about it, but basically like how you view your body actually has nothing to do with the way that it looks, but everything to do with the way you choose to see it. If you could really truly understand that, like let that sink in, you will change your life forever because so many people are spending countless hours completely exhausted, obsessing over how much they hate themselves, how much they don't like what they see. And instead, they could be choosing to look at what their body is able to do for them, replace it with some gratitude, starting to pretend like they like it even just a little bit to eventually to the point where they actually do start to, you know, see some changes or notice some changes or even feel some changes. But it really starts with how you talk to yourself. It starts with how you view yourself. Um, and if you believe that there are limits in this world, you will live limitedly. But if you agree that you know there any choice that you make in your life, there's you can do it limitlessly, that you're gonna live a limitless life. And it's really freeing yeah. and really freaking <laughs> awesome if you can do that. <laughs> there's um that reminds me, there's there's a talk I give about about this uh kind of concept, especially not just in how your body feels and the other aspects of progress, but if we're willing to discount a little bit of progress or a little win. We'll discount an entire transformation. Well, they'll, someone will discount the entire thing that they think they want. Cause I, I compare the transformation someone wants to like a thousand page book. Well, everyone wants the transformation. Everyone wants that. We'll call it the fa- the whole book, but a thousand page book is made up of a th- of, of just that a thousand pages. But most people would sit with a book and go turn the page and they go, oh, I haven't made any progress. Oh, it's just a page. Well, I look how much I still have 997 pages to read. Oh my gosh, this is terrible. But every day is a page turn or every win is a, I mean, a massive transformation is made up of thousands of micro wins. But if you'll disregard all of those, you'll disregard the entire book. Um, yeah. Just because no one, everyone looks at it through what I call the lens of lack and it's just terrible. Lens of lack. I like that. It's like beer goggles, but different. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, well, it's funny. And I'm, sh- and I'm sure I- I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Along those lines is I think people get into these uh, cycles of emotional addiction. Their, their, their baseline emotion is, let's say, lack, or I always want more, or the baseline of it's not good enough. So regardless of whatever result they get, they find a way to go, well, it's not good enough, or they start shooting on themselves. Do you see that a lot? Oh, yeah. All the time. That's a trap. Yeah. That is literally a trap. It starts from your mind. Every transformation that you want and you desire 
starch from your mind. The second that you get that, like going back to what your client said, you're realizing like, I can't believe how easy it is. Like it's actually that easy. Yes, you still have to put in the work. But when you think about it, when you want to work out versus when you don't want to work out, how much different is that? When your mind, like it's just a totally different experience. And it all starts in your mind. You have to change your phrasing. You have to understand that you get to. You don't have to, you don't want to, you get to. Mm -hmm. And even that coming from that place of gratitude, that in itself, you can feel it when you say it there's like a a shift in your body that happens versus like, I have to, I should. These are things that you can literally feel your body like shrink a little bit, but I get to, I almost like my, my body comes up because I'm, it's just a different type of energy. And when you can understand that your whole world will change. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. It changes what, I mean, it changes the entire state you're in, right? Like uh, entirely, like is the difference between um, anxious and excited. Like they're, they're cousins, mm-hmm. but they are very similar, yes. but they're totally different, yes. totally different. You know, it's, it's, it goes back to that. Um, big energy guy, big, big, like, it, yeah, it's, it's a lot. Um, so let me ask you this then. So to get a little, little super tactical for those that are listening that are, have been trapped. They're like, you've literally described my entire life. I've just been living in this. It's never good enough. Uh, diet culture, the whole nine yards. I don't even know where to start. Where's a good place for someone listening to just even start with this stuff. Oh, God, that's a good question. Um, (laughs) Everyone's going to be different, right? So some people might have to spend a little bit more time, like, like, detaching, like, this whole concept of, you know, their, their image and where it came from. They might have to really do a lot of the mental work. I guess everyone, though, should start with their mindset. I think that's always a good place to be. So you want to consistently challenge your mindset. And anytime you're hearing phrases like, I can't, I should... Um, I have to really try to get to go change to a place of gratitude and I get to. And instead of focusing on like what you want the outcome to be, really focus on like what are the habits that I can do every day that produce that outcome more so like who do I want to be and how does that person behave? And if, you know, you're someone, for example, you want to do the morning workouts, Um, morning workouts, you might say, I'm not a morning person. Well, a morning person is a mor- workouts in the morning. So I, anytime you say I'm not a morning person, you say I am a morning person. You just have to challenge a thought. Now, positive affirmations aren't going to do it. You have to put the work in. But the more that you do it and the more that you, instead of saying I'm a morning person or I'm not a morning person or focusing on like, oh, I got to get up tomorrow morning and work out. No, the goal is I love starting my day with productivity or I love the way that I feel when I work out. I also hate obsessing over when I'm going to work out and it's all I can think about. And then I feel like I hate when I get to the end of the day and it's something that I said I was going to do and I don't do it. So you know what? I'm going to decrease all those chances as much as I possibly can and just get it over, done, check, like eat that frog, right? You, I don't know if you ever read that book, personal development book, Mm -hmm. definitely recommend. Um, Do the thing that you don't want to do the first and the beginning of the day. And the more you focus on how you want to feel and who you want to be, now the actions that are required start to take shape and there's less resistance there. Will you have a little bit resistance? Sure. But it'll be less. And then the more you do it, now you build momentum and momentum is what's going to keep you motivated. A lot of people, I'm sure you've probably talked about this before, Jared, like a lot of people wait for motivation, but motivation comes and goes. And if you consistently depend on motivation, you're going to be consistently inconsistent. You cannot wait to (laughs) be motivated. That just came to me, by the way. I have never said this before. Totally going to tweet that. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, writing that down. We might, I might have to have you go back and tell me what you. I said exactly. I got you. That's <laughs> no, but that was good. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, so the point is, is like mo- momentum is what's going to breed success. So you really want to make sure that you're focused on kind of the little things, um, and really start to look at your habits. Habits are everything. We are what we've repeatedly do. Um, one habit at a time. I, what I like to say at Tips with Tony, helping you get healthy one bite at a time. But it really is that. So really be honest with yourself about, you know, there. I mean, we can talk about so many things and I can go into so many things right now and I don't want to get too distracted. But one of the things that we do really specialize at Tips with Tony is helping people overcome emotional eating or binge eating. And a lot of times there's two factors. We have obviously our physical factors, which we post people are usually physically hungry, meaning they're under eating, not getting enough nutrients. There's a lot of imbalance, right? But then we have our psychological factors, things like, um, you know, pouring out of an empty cup, um, not taking care of their emotional needs or their mo- mental well-being, um, feeling like psychologically like deprived, you know, so maybe nutrition wise, they're getting all the things, but they haven't had allowed themselves to have something like pizza or a burger or French fries in like two months or whatever it is. So like psychologically, there's just no connection. There's nothing satisfied there. Um, and I say that to say, cause often those people, they will overlap and enter what's called the danger zone where it can be really difficult to know like what's the best plan of action. But I think for, for the people listening today, I think it's important to be really honest with yourself. Like, do I need to focus on physically feel, filling my body up or do I need to focus on psychologically filling my body up? Nine times out of 10 is probably going to be both. Um, so I often tell people start with the physical because you'll actually start to notice that it changes your mentality. So for example, if you're trying to go all day without eating and then stressing and frustrated with yourself that you're binging at night, try focus on eating at least like three balanced meals a day and incorporate a protein, a carbohydrate, a fat, a fruit or veggie at most meals. If that's too overwhelming to you, just do it for one of them. But the point is, is if you can start to focus on physically feeling better, so eating enough, eating balanced enough, adding in rather than taking away, adding in water, adding more sleep, um, managing your stress. So adding in yoga or writing in your journal or something like that. And you focus on those things. You'll start to notice that your mood, your energy, psychologically, you have more brain space, like things just start to get better. And then eventually now you're going to know what the next step is. So going back to your original question of like, where do you begin? Well, you begin with your mindset, but then you also have to understand that every choice that you make has an effect, which has an effect, which has a reaction, which has a reaction. So really think about like, what is the thing that really affects everything? So that nighttime eating, often people, it's because there a lot of people are not eating enough during the day, or they're never taking a break or whatever it is. Really focus on that. And then you'll start to be able to tackle maybe like the weekends or maybe your workouts or maybe, you know, whatever the other things are that are kind of getting in your way. But if you try to do it overnight, like you're going to uh, burn out and you're you're going to struggle with consistency for sure. No, without a doubt. I I think that's the biggest thing is people need to like whatever they're going to do, because there's a million ways to win. Um, But I think people try to get to in the, in the weeds or in the bushes or whatever that old saying is where they're just doing all the things. And then they just get like, they freeze. Right. Um, There's a talk. I was at an event one time with Jesse Itzler. He's this crazy psycho oh, yeah, yeah love he's Jesse. crazy yeah, yeah he's, he's crazy. an extremist yeah he so he's like well, a rare he makes the extreme work i'm not no, 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 you know no no that here's what's funny well, here's this was, okay. most, this was the best <laughs> advice i've ever heard and i couldn't believe it came out of his mouth 
he he said everyone and mind you this was in a room of nothing but high achievers this was nothing but like crazy psychos and he said he said i'm the biggest fan of a habit of the month just one habit a month right you never guess jesse to say that and he goes raise your hand if you've added 12 habits to to your year not a single hand got raised he goes interesting Mm. what about six habits who can say there's six habits they've added this year no hands went up. He goes, three, three habits. You got like four people raise their hands. He goes, this is the problem. You guys try to do all of these habits and all these things to grow your business or work on your family or get your fitness or whatever the thing is. He goes, but you burn out. You don't last long enough. He goes, I add 12 new habits every year to my life. You think my life is going to change adding 12 rock solid habits? I just do a habit of the month. This month it's his are weird. It's like, learn to play guitar. I want to learn how to play guitar. So that's my ha- habit is I, I do 15 minutes of guitar every day. Next month, I want to learn Spanish. Starts practicing Spanish every day. Next month, I got to work on my fitness. I'm going to start drinking more water. And but, but could you imagine if someone signed up for like a coaching program and month one, water, that's it. <laughs> they yeah. Month two, track your calories. <laughs> like that's yeah, it. Yeah. Month three, protein. Right? It, it would never work out. No, but I think what, but, but I do believe it could work technically. I think that's the, you know, the positive of working with a coach is you can implement faster, right? But if you're, you know, you're not, you don't want to work with a coach or you're not just for whatever reason, you're just choosing not to maybe try that. Yeah. I couldn't believe that came out of Jesse's mouth with the, the crazy psychopath side of him, but it was great. I love Jesse, but, um, but a lot of times when someone's because like I'm I'm curious your thoughts on this when someone comes to you and says well doing it your way is too slow I got vacation coming up or I've uh, been trying yeah. trying to lose weight for so many years I'm trying to get it done now what are your thoughts whenever you're you're saying take it slow one habit at a time stop trying to rush it and they're like I have got to get this weight off fast that's the problem what's your thoughts to that yeah that's the problem that's why you have that problem. That's why. <laughs> Um, I usually tell them the slow way is actually the fast way. Yeah. Because it is. Yeah. Because even if it took you a year, at least in a year, you're further along than the past 40 years of staying in the same place. And, Mm. you know, each year having another 10 pounds to lose or, you know, still struggling or now you have type one diabetes, type two diabetes or high blood pressure, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, these are things that could have been prevented, um, with the proper interventions, but, unfortunately, the problem only got worse or just didn't get better. So you're either progressing or regressing. There's really no in between. I do think it's interesting. Like if you look like zoom mount and look at the numbers and stuff, um, the people who try to lose weight the fastest struggle the longest. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Where, um, mm-hmm. when someone, that's what, that's at least where I, the route I go when someone's like, well, it has to be faster. I'm like, maybe that's the problem, Karen. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, so, so from your perspective, like, as a whole, why do you think so many people fail? Like, why do you think so many people struggle and don't get like the like I know the statistics are what they are, but why do so many people fail? Like from your perspective, if you could like fix one or two areas that everyone would be fixed with, like, why do you think they fail? Um, two reasons mindset. So, you know, unfortunately our whole lives being told we're not enough and we need to consistently be changing. And then the you know, fat change. So we're, we're, it's almost like how the business owners can get stuck chasing the algorithm. Mm. Like I am all for figuring out what works and what doesn't, but like, I'm not about to change my entire 
marketing strategy just because the algorithm consistently decides to change. It's annoying. Yeah. At the end of the day, I know who I am. I know what I provide. I know what I deliver. And I'm going to say what's on my heart. And I'm going to say in the way that I want to say it. I don't care if that means that I have to put it in a reel or whatever. At the end of the day, I'm doing what I need to do for me because that's what works for me. And that's the most important thing. So I think the mindset is really important and truly understanding that the more you love your decisions, the less you need other people to love them and to really just go all in on figuring out, you know, what it is that you need to do to be successful. That's really, that's key. And then I guess tying into that, it's very similar, which is the other reason why people, you know, there's a lot of failure there is because they're trying to follow things that aren't designed for them. um, And they're not factoring in like their lifestyle and they're focused on the external things or they're looking outside themselves or they're trying to follow like, you know, what their friend at work is doing and they're easily influenced by others. So I think it really does go back down to like the more you love your decisions, the less others need others you need others to love them because that is something I say with all of our clients because at the end, all we want them to do is be super confident and not influenced by the world around them, by the people around them. They might still get triggered because we all do, especially family. They have a way of like turning the knife. But that doesn't mean that you need to respond to it going back to those extremes. So I think the the faster you get to a place where you are understanding that the, your way is not going to look like anybody else's way, you will actually get closer to succeeding rather than failing. Mm-hmm. You know, what's interesting is I always think that it's interesting that people have these hangups like this in weight loss, but every other area in our life, it's the polar opposite, right? People like you go to a mom, a a person that's a mom that she's like, I don't care what that mom says. This is how I'm raising my kids to not be degenerates, right? Or if you're moving into a house and someone's like, well, that's a pretty big house. It's like, yeah, because I want a big house or, oh, I don't want a big house or whatever it is. It's almost like you'll see people who struggle with their, those decisions here in weight loss. Like they're great everywhere else. Or like the boyfriend that no one's like, likes like, nope, I like him. I love him. He's good to me. So fuck you. You you know what I mean? There's almost Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. this chip on the shoulder about it, but when it's weight loss, it's like, it's different. You know, I I, I thought that was fascinating. There's something I talk about in my content a lot is we do everything right in all the other areas, except for here. Like we, no one says I'm an all or nothing person with brushing their teeth. They do it in weight loss. No one says like, uh, I'm going to wait to start over Monday, like like something like like brushing your teeth. Or um, I'm a perfectionist. I'm all in, all out. But no one's like, if they drop an egg out of a cart and they're like, oh, I got to smash the whole, the whole dozen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we don't do that yeah. anywhere else. If you're late for work uh, because of construction, you're not quitting the job versus if you're like, oh, I can't get my whole hour long work in and I can only get 55 minutes. Fuck it. I'm not going to go. Like it's only in weight loss we get weird about shit. You know what I mean? Just like, like, like what you were saying when, when, um, with the decision-making, you know, it's, I just think it's fascinating. It really is. Why do you think that is? I just, I, I mean, I I mean, we can, the patriarchy, I'm sorry, but like, (laughs) I don't want to go down a rabbit hole. Um, control. If I, that's what I'm going to say. Control. In what context? Everybody. like food is the one very few thing in life, very few things in life that we actually have control over what we eat, what we don't eat. And it also like culturally it defines us, right? There's, there's so many things that it's tied to. And so I think that, that yes, to your point, there's all these other things that for whatever reason, it's like, this is how I'm doing it and I don't care. But I think when you tie 
appearance and when you tie the fact that like life really is crazy unpredictable and this is the one thing in life we can control, sometimes it gets thrown out of context. Mm. Um, and I feel like that that's probably it. I'm sure there's more to it after sure. I like, meditate on this for a little bit. But that is what I would probably say. Yeah. Interesting. I just think it's crazy. Just that this is why I think the psychology piece it has to be hammered on. And I feel like no one does or very few people do. It's just like, no, just eat less, move more. It's fine. Work harder, do better, go on a walk. Like, it's like, okay, that's cool. But we have all this like 95% of the other bullshit over here. We've got to address, you know? Yeah. Knowing what to do is like 10% of it because here's the thing. Like, first of all, I could argue a lot of people are like, I know what to do. I bet you, you don't actually. <laughs> Yeah. Because what you were told to do is complete bullshit and actually does not apply to your lifestyle at all. But even after, let's say after working with someone for like a month, we've identified all these things that we've had to unlearn and relearn and educate them on like what is appropriate and what is helpful and what it actually means for them. And, you know, we gave them all the information. They still need time for implementation. Like, and because habits take time to break and take time to make, like, there's the knowledge and the application. That's where you're going to see the change. A whole lot of knowledge is really not helpful at all. Actually, and using the wrong context could actually be very harmful. So it's really important that that's worked through and that people understand. Like, I actually also too, like when it comes to growth, um, I, I don't, I know there's like tons of quotes about it and I can't think of one off the top of my head, but basically like if you think you know it all, like you're, you're done, you're dead. You're, mm. you're not growing. You're probably going to regress in a lot mm. of ways. Even I can speak to this as a business owner. I noticed myself at one stage in my life, I kind of felt like I figured it all out and like, I didn't need this. I didn't know that. And that was really, really harmful for me in my business because I started to notice like my energy shifted. I started to notice like things really were kind of like, they felt like they were kind of like falling apart a little bit. And I noticed that what I, by that is what I realized is like maybe that the mastermind I was in or the person I was working with wasn't a good fit for me anymore, but that doesn't mean that I had to stop there. It just means I was ready for the next thing and I needed to keep growing, but to just, to, to shut yourself off to the world or to shut yourself off for, you know, advice and, and growth and expansion, um, you're doing to do yourself a disservice. Well, I think the other piece with that too, because I agree with you is, um, is when someone does the, what I call it, the knowing doing gap, like it's a thing, right. Is, um, no, well is knowing is like, yeah, we all can surf the internet and get the inter information, do the knowing, but doing is all caught up in our psychology. It's all caught up in like not, we're on autopilot 90% of the day. So of course more, actually, this is where I see more people, more knowledge actually makes them freeze more, you know, like the fight, flight, fawn yeah. or freeze. Um, yeah, more people yep. freeze because then they're getting more information. It's like everyone's lifetime content, um, content. Um, oh, what am I looking for? Um, viewers, right? Everyone's searching, looking like, well, this diet, well, this diet, well, this way, Jared's way, Tony's way, Bob's way, Karen's way, Jordan's way. And it's like, I don't even know what to do. And it enables lack of action. Whereas like, maybe you should just pick one of those ways and just run with it and see what you learn, you know? Yeah. But, but I think that's the big thing is the doing is caught up in our psychology and that's where everyone's issues are at. And the practicality, like sometimes you need an outside perspective. First of all, like you said, we're all on autopilot. You need someone to say like, Hey, like how about like for 30 minutes a week, you meet with somebody else to kind of like talk through what's going on instead of staying stuck in this cycle that nothing's ever changing. 
sometimes it's super like going back to your client of how simple it is. Sometimes it's like, how about we like take that chicken out of the freezer so you have something to eat tomorrow? Like (laughs) it's so simple, but that small, that chicken out of the freezer literally was a saving of a binging the cabinets and, you know, saying screw it. And then starting over quote unquote on Monday, blah, blah, blah. Like that was a big shift. So sometimes you just need somebody else to give you like a little bit of another like thought or perspective or shift. And it forces you to kind of slow down and look at things differently. And that is a game changer. And that is usually what people need is they need someone to be in the middle and like help them get out of their own way. Yeah. You're doing it again. Stop it. You're at that. Don't stop. You're doing it again. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the, the, the joke, but it's what happens. Like when people talk about like coaching and stuff, so you need someone to just go, ah, stop. You're doing it again. You're drifting. Ah, Don't you dare. Oh, you said it again. Don't no. Go back, you know, whatever. So yeah. Final question. Um, so what are you working on and excited about right now? This could be personal business life, whatever, like Tony wise, what are you working on and excited about? So what I am working on is I have never hosted an in-person event before. So what I'm currently working on right now is I'm piloting a small event. I don't know when this is coming out. Um, It's actually going to be at my home. It's a body image healing workshop, and it's going to be super intimate, only 10 women, where we're going to be doing a whole bunch of different exercises around mind, body, and spirit. And really just helping them to have that transformation almost like elevated and quick as possible because we're going to be together in a room. So that though stemmed from my bigger dream and my bigger vision, which is hosting retreats um, and being able. So I kind of want to like see how this goes, but then eventually um, I would love to be able to have a little bit more women and kind of um, probably do it at like a really cool like resort or something, you know, um, and go a little deeper with it. So that is what I'm working on. Uh, and really the, the vision is to bring women together to help them to understand that they're not alone um, and to really get them to feel more comfortable in their bodies as fast as possible. So we have a six-month program that we work with clients with that definitely gets them there and it's wonderful. However, I wanted something that I thought would kind of expedite the process and then also quickly provide like that level of support because a lot of women you know, we do uh, one-on-one coaching and then we have group support in addition, but it's all virtual. And a lot of the women have said like, I feel better when I'm here, but this is, you know, this is once a week. Like I need something, like I want something that's going to be more intimate and blah, blah, blah. So that's where it came from. And that's what I'm excited about. That's sick. That'll be super cool. You should totally bring in a videographer and do some content around that too. That'd be dope as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. That's the plan. <laughs> I love that. Um, where can people find you? If uh, they like this and they're like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm digging it. Where can they find you? Yeah. So I'm most active on Instagram at tips underscore with underscore Tony with an I. My book is on Amazon. It's called Once Upon a Diet. And if they want any more information about services, they can go to tipswithtony.com. Sick. Awesome. Well, Tony, this has been great. Uh, I had a blast on your show and then this was a blast. And so I'm glad we did this. This has been cool. So yes, me too. Thanks so much for having me. And we are back. Thank you so much for sticking around for the entire episode of the podcast. I know if you made it this far, you got a lot a uh, lot of nuggets from my conversation with Tony. Uh, a few things before you go. Number one, be sure to connect with Tony. Be sure to reach out to her. Be like, yo, I saw you on the podcast. That was great. Um, be sure and go pick up her book. I will leave a link, the link below. That way you can go pick up her book off Amazon. 
Um, and then be sure before you leave, I do have a few other things for you. Number one, don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave me a review. Um, it would mean a ton to me. We pour so much time and effort and energy and money and resources into this show to make it as good as possible. And my one ask is for you to just support the show with, um, uh, with leaving a review and subscribing that way, um, you know, whenever the next episode goes live, but also if you could share this with a friend, if you got a lot out of this episode, if you listen to this whole thing, screenshot it, throw it on your story and tag me in it and tell me what you thought. This way we can get the word to more people because, of course, I'm going to say dope stuff about my show. But the more you say th- positive things about my show, people go, oh, wow, that, that may be legit. I, I'm, I'm just like her or whatever the case is. So it means a ton. Excuse me. Um, so, yeah, be sure and do that. Um, otherwise, before you leave, I have a few other things for you. Number one is if you are just getting started on your journey, you're not quite sure where to go or what to do. Um, I actually have a free fat loss course. Uh, it's called the fat loss checklist. I'll leave it in the description. That way it's just going to give you the A to Z's of fat loss, how to lose weight sustainably and keep it off and never struggle again. Um, it's a fully self-guided course and it's, it's my gift to you. Okay. Next, if you don't have a home base, you don't, if you're kind of like lonely on this journey, like your husband doesn't get it, your kids don't care. Your friends are like crabs in a bucket. So they make fun of you whenever you start to lose weight, whatever. If you don't have a spot to go to, to get get loved on, to get support, to get help, to get your questions answered. You need that. And nine times out of 10, if you put yourself in the right environment, your problems go away just like it does with kids. So I have that. I have a a free Facebook group called Fat Loss Simplified. I run it. I lead it. I'm posting content in there every every week, um, damn near every day, live trainings, Q and A's, all the free guides, free resources, more coursework, all sorts of stuff. You will not find another, uh, another better group on the internet, even paid groups. And my group is completely for free because I think everyone needs a home base to be successful. So if you're not part of it, be sure and join us there. And then finally, if uh, you're sick of doing this on your own and you're like, man, I just, uh, I'm, I'm tired of the, the bandwidth, the bandwidth game of like, I've been trying to lose weight for the last you know five to 10 years. Nothing's ever working. My way evidently doesn't work. Um, all these kind of things. And you're ready for some help and you're ready for someone to just tell you what to do and give you the proven blueprint and the roadmap, apply for coaching. I have a, a I have a special thing for uh, my podcast listeners who want to apply for coaching. Um, I'll leave a link. I believe a link in the description that takes you to the front of the line because we only take on a certain amount of people per month. So if you, if you applied for coaching from the podcast, you go straight to the front of the line and cut everyone else. Um, and I have some extra things to give you if you do get accepted into coaching because at the end of the day too, is there's no place on the internet you can go to and just sign up for coaching because I have to make sure this is a good fit. We only work with people who we know we can 180 their lives. That's why the program is called 180 Impact is because if we do not think we can 180 your entire life, like a full about face, um, we're not going to, we're going to politely not accept you into coaching because that would be just unethical. And I would rather point you to someone who actually, I think can serve you better. So before we ever do anything, we always have to make sure this is the right fit. Um, and then we can go from there, but um, be sure. And if you, if that's kind of up your alley and you want to see what that's about and get some information on it and apply, just go to the link below, um, and apply for coaching. Um, like I said, I have a special place in my heart for my podcast listeners. So I like to incentivize that a little bit, but otherwise I appreciate the fuck out of you. Thank you so much for being here. I will see you for next week's episode. I'll talk to you soon.